Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Um, those things really help for new listeners to find us. Hope everyone is staying safe and positive and kind out there. Tom and I are really excited to talk about the new debut album, Omnipresent, from our local friends From the Bottom. And we're lucky enough to include a phone call with From the Bottom's founder and frontman, Mr. Dennis Hazelton, and play a few tracks off the album. Please show them some support and check out the record. We can't wait to all get together when this is over and celebrate it. In the meantime, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. bumbling that you just called that song isn't in that song and there's like six words that rhyme with stumbling in it we, we call humbling, it uh rumbling bumbling stumbling bum bumbling stumbling yeah it's after the uh chris berman announcement he's a sportscaster oh yeah and his classic like the guy was running down the field about to score and and he like is bumping into people and he's he's gonna score and it's rumbling bumbling stumbling Oh, wow. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, that's why Alante and I and Stu all say that all the time. It's a Chris Berman thing. Oh, man, I'm ripping him off super yeah. hard. <laughs> it's the boomer. Oh, no. Um, so this is somehow the first time that we've done this. Um, you've been on a podcast with Stu, and then the four of us have been on a podcast together. But you and I, despite the fact that we live together, yeah. have yet to do one. We've talked about it. We've talked about doing like a... You know, what would be a fun historical throwback um, rewind episode for us to do um, with your knowledge combined with my knowledge of music and taste and all that stuff. So, Well, it's finally happening. I finally get a mic. And it's finally happening. <laughs> and you finally get a microphone. Um, yeah, so today we're going to uh, cover um, From the Bottom's new record and first record. Correct? Yes, finally it's Which out. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... After what did he say? Seventeen years. Yeah, they've been performing. He's been performing as from the bottom for seventeen years now, and um, uh, I, I've had several different demos and versions of like, here's the new stuff we're working on, and and recordings, and yeah. Uh, so this is not the first time they've for, recorded a batch. Waiting for years for an actual album to be released, though, and just so stoked for these guys. So when you and I met in two thousand nine, um, you gave me a couple local demos you gave me the ben banker demo which i loved and then you gave me at some point i don't know if it was when we were still just friends or when we actually started dating um you gave me the from the bottom ep and you're like you're like i don't know this isn't for everyone but like i think it's really great and i just completely fell in love with it and it had yeah. praise you which was, was still my favorite song it had pie which i thought was amazing and it had a uh, mother moon i think in east bay bill and then ill i feel like that was yeah what it was. Ill was you might have just made it. me a cd or that was their little EP. I'm not, I'm not sure, but so that was what year is it? That was 11, <laughs> 11 years ago. Well, here's a term from a long time ago. I think I burned you a copy of my CD that I had already. I think that's what happened. Sorry from the bottom. We should have, we should have paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't charging. Don't worry. But they, you made a lifelong fan with that little EP. So that was all I needed. Um, so yeah. Um, so something to celebrate. Um, thank God they released this this album at this time. Strange times. Uh, we won't talk too much about it, but you know, just for the historical sake of it, you know, we're recording this. I think it's April 
5th, 2020. So we're about three weeks into our day uh, 19. shelter and I think it's day 21. But I was just making up a number, to be I, honest. I've been trying not to keep track because I feel like it's better when you don't. But um, but yeah, um, so it's a, it's a strange time in history. It's a sort of a anxiety-ridden time. It's uncertain times. And... Uh, you know, I've been sort of trying to focus on, I've sort of start stopped, now that we're completely locked in, I've sort of stopped looking at the news and trying to focus on all the sort of adorable things that humans are doing during this time. And a lot of it is musicians yeah, um, finding ways to be creative. And, uh, and you know, it's just some silver linings. Like, obviously, this is all horrible, um, but all we can do day to day is really try to stay saying stay positive um for me keep my anxiety down you know let not let that other. take yeah support each other not let anxiety take the front seat and try try to just uh spend this time as 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 well as we can even if that just means having some days lying in bed all day and some days you know what we did the other day we deep cleaned our house and then we did some recordings and played music and like cooked dinner and like had a great day so it's 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 one day at a time um but i'm i'm very um it warms my heart to see what what uh how people are reacting like i'm actually communicating more with people that i don't usually friends that yeah. don't live nearby you know facetiming and stuff like that and uh people are really being supportive and beautiful and it's giving me faith in this community and i don't know there's a lot of really really positive things coming out of it i feel like absolutely no, I, I think that it's uh, it's really important that we check in on each other, yeah. making sure we're doing all right. And I just think that live streams and the videos and the new songs and the, the challenges that we've been doing with other bands and just kind of seeing our music scene yeah. um, come to life through the internet. I mean, we've always had this network available to us, but when when we don't have anything else and we don't have any other live way to, to talk yeah. to each other, it's just such a nice thing to have. and. To be able to be able to check in on someone and say, like, "Oh, that's what they're doing right now," or "That's what," you know. I think Vince has been on the air almost every night since since the uh, the lockdown. It's been cool to see him, and you know, uh, Ashley and Dalton have done a bunch of things. The Tiger King stuff is special. Oh yeah, I was just messaging with her. I was like, "It's." I was like, "You need to add Here Kitty Kitty to your set." Cause oh, it's absolutely! Just so epic and uplifting. It's so their song though, <laughs> it's too. It's so their song. It's a country murder ballad, as it was described, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, it's got to be Ashley." Um, yeah, I feel like it's also making me appreciate uh, what we have and sort of to just be completely cheesy, um, sort of reflect. We have a lot of time right now to reflect, and I'm sort of looking around feeling very, uh, very lucky with the things that I do have um, and the people in my life and the situation we're in is, is pretty good. So, And we've, we've built a lot of that for ourselves, but we're, we're pretty lucky people in this. And um, it's also making me, as I look at the other people in the world, a little less cynical. You know, and a little just huh. easier on everything, and just like more, um, this kind of world. Uh, how do I put it? Like, uh, all all loving sort of thing. It's it's making that seem. I don't know when when you're distant from something society for a while. I feel like it makes me love people more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's important to kind of take this time to reflect upon yourself and to make yourself better. Um, I've been trying to take up a new talent i've been trying to learn how to play banjo oh you're killing it which was yeah. on the uh on the the instagram stories recently i think and uh maybe it'll make one of these recordings that we've been doing and uh yeah it's just kind of fun to keep myself preoccupied with that and, and to work on myself and build on a skill i think that that's kind of 
what I've wanted to do with this this uh, time that I have to just be here and not be, you know, part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that quite a bit. We have um we have a great. I just listened to it for the second time. A great uh, phone conversation that you had with Dennis yesterday. And what's interesting about yesterday? Yesterday was is was April fourth. 2020 and that would have been saturday night or was it friday night it was friday night Shit, sorry okay so friday night the day before you guys talked but anyway it would have been this weekend was supposed to be the from the bottom album release show in um, antioch my in hometown antioch, yeah um where tom hale's from oh yes yeah where you live uh when i met you and we sp- what was that uh venue on the water Wait. Riverview Lodge was the where we were going to have the event. Yes. Are you going to talk about Humphreys where I used to play all the time? Which I is might also be on mixing the water. them up, but so that was yeah. So I knew it was or a new mutiny. venue. It's a new venue that I haven't been to before that we were going to play. Yeah. Well, Riverview sure. is not really a, a a venue per se. It's kind of a a restaurant that has a bar in it, and they would have set up a PA system next to it. It the the whole thing was very from the bottom, and 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 yeah. and I say that with with all the 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 love in the world, um, these guys they they uh, they really embrace uh, Dennis does embraces, you know, um, being from Antioch and uh, it would have been a really cool way to release it because they do a lot of uh, car shows there and um, uh, Chris Anway did uh, the artwork for the album which looks incredible, um, and uh, he was going to display his art and then um, we were even going to have little radio keys set before from the bottom at that which would have been awesome but oh, I was I, I was so looking forward to it. I was texting with a friend um recently checking in on her and I said uh I said you know in the beginning of this when we had to cancel a string of shows like the first thing we had to do was cancel our little mini tour um to Santa Barbara and stuff and I was like I really d- didn't want to be like oh man like it's so sad we have to cancel these shows. I was just trying to be like, this is bigger than us, which yeah. it is. It's totally bigger than us. But now I'm sort of getting to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to grieve these little disappointments. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, think I think we have to remain human and we get to have our our feelings, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And and I was I was this one was a hard one to 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 see get canceled. For me. Yeah. Um, but we'll make up for it when this is all over. We'll make up for it. I can't wait to be announcing dates again. That God, that's that's no. what I like. I'm just like <laughs> I'm waiting to like even talk about dates with people and and then be able to announce them and put them on our calendar and just kind of get into a, a a normal a sense of normalcy. But uh, yeah, you know we we did that podcast at the end of the year last year where we talk about our least favorite and favorite venues and I'm just like man, some of the some of those venues you know treated us poorly or we had just a terrible show for whatever reasons and. And I look back and I'm just like, man, I would do one of those in a heartbeat right now. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I'll I'll spend eight hours at a dive bar, yeah. you know, not being able to hear myself on stage and just getting screamed at by everybody that works there and pe- buying drinks. I'll do it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm so I'm so missing it. Um. So yeah, let's let's maybe get into it a little bit. What we're gonna do, uh, the structure we've sort of decided on is that we'll chat a little bit about um just really briefly about um, what we're going to talk about as far as this from the bottom record. And then we're going to play the first track off the record. Yes. And then we're going to go right into your interview with Dennis, which is a phone call that you had yesterday. It's about 30 minutes or so. Um, yeah. It was something that like we wanted to have some questions for him just to have his, his, uh, his voice on the podcast with, with not necessarily 
his voice uh, in quotes. Like if yeah. if I were to say his quotes, but you know, it. I don't know. I I feel like if if so, the, our first plan was to send him a list of questions and have him fill out answers. And I was like, that feels like homework. Like yeah, let's <laughs> we're just giving him a, too much work there. Um, and then we would just read those. And we've done that with with artists that like Chris Casper and Anna Ash, who, you know, live far away or we can't, we can't get on a call. Um, but he was so great that he was just like, yep, you can call me at this time. And like, it happened so fast. And well, that and conversation it. just flowed. Yeah. I recorded it for a, uh, for documentation purposes. So we can go back and kind of pick apart. And then we were, I fully intended on reading the answers on the pod and then maybe like taking a snippet of uh, a cool part of audio here and there from it. But, um, We've gone back and forth talking about it over the last day, and I think we're just going to play the whole thing um, in its entirety. It's with about 25 minutes long, 30 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, and it um, flies by. I listened to it like basically twice in a row today. Yeah, it um, was a lot of fun to, to, to be able to talk to him. And, and, and I, so I've known from the bottom, uh, Dennis is uh, the lead singer, and he is, for all intents and purposes, uh, from the bottom. He's performed mm-hmm. by himself as from the bottom for 17 years now. And uh, there's been myriad of other artists that have come in and gone in, in the band and, and he's yeah. the one consistent and um, I've just been a huge fan of him uh, we even get into the f- the first time I ever met him at, at Humphreys with the Ben Benkert and the Burnouts gig yeah that's cool I'd, I'd never heard that story yeah and we just like walked in and he was playing with uh, his original drummer Steve and uh, they were just awesome and they became really we were fast friends and, and then they started doing a Wednesday night thing down the street at what was uh I'm not sure if it was the Wallace Arms or it was Mutiny yet, but it was eventually became Mutiny. And so then from the bottom would do Wednesday, and we would all get go down there. And then Thursday was at Humphreys, just down the street, and we my band did that, uh, Ben Bang Hurt and the Burnouts. And so we kind of had this brother band kind of thing. Yeah. And then I got into the Concord music scene, and I, I met all the guys in Planting Seeds, and it turned out that Dennis is um, the cousin of one of the Planting Seeds guys. I forget about that connection yeah. all the time, and it's such a, it's, yeah. And I met was, Troy first. Well, like they were like, they were like, well, yeah, Dennis's cousin is in this band, and I was like, oh, I wonder which one it is. And then Troy gets in the microphone to check his mic, and he, you know, this classic check this microphone <laughs> that he always does, <laughs> and 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 it was Dennis's voice. I mean, it was their their voice is so similar. Their voices are similar, but very different. I think that their style of of music is it's like, similar. I think well, you can tell that they're related in their voice, which which is sort of rare with with cousins. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, you know, the, it's because it's a they both have sort of a old kind of bluesy range. I don't want to name any names of who they remind me of because they're totally their own thing. Um, and they've got this like gorgeous rasp on it too. Yeah. Um, especially uh Troy, he's got yeah a little more cigarette smoke on his voice. <laughs> Um, because he has a little more cigarette smoke on his. That's probably <laughs> um, I and then I think I have a memory of playing a show at Mutiny with them. That sounds right. There was Is a that correct. Like Stu and I opened when we were still just like a very like doing mostly covers, two pieces, like 2010 or something. I think Space Monkey played that song. That 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 I show too. I think you guys got us that show because I wasn't. I might not have been. I don't think I was 21. I don't think I was playing at Time Out yet and stuff. I think it was like huh. really, really new. I think Radio Keys was like really, really new, and we got kind of this handout to open this show. And I have a, f- a picture from it. 
um, and we just looked like kids. Oh, good um, times, mutiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think that's the first time I saw them live, and I I had your little EP that I was yeah. listening to a lot in my car, so it was kind of like seeing like a. It's it's fun to see a local band for the first time when you're already a fan. I think. Um, totally. To become a fan and then go see it because I felt like I was seeing like a celebrity band. I still feel that way sometimes when I see them. I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited for them. I'm like telling all our other friends at the show, I'm like, stick around for these guys. Trust yeah. me. Like, trust me. Like, it's it's such an experience. It's worth it. Yeah, I, I, I hope that uh, people that I share this band with, and, and I guess I shared it with you, and so it definitely resonated with you, that they love this band as much as I do. Um, they're, they're good friends of mine, but I just genuinely love their music, too. So I just it's, it's fun to, uh, to see them back. And, um, you know, Stu does a great interview with uh, Dennis in one of our first uh, interview ep- episodes a couple months back, back in, like, yeah. uh, October or November. And um, it was... It was uh, they were talking about this record and and they wanted to release it and uh it was it was cool to see them back they 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 talk about all the ups and downs that the band has had and the members that have come and gone and and and, and where they are as a band right now is is the best i've ever seen this band right now and they're, they're 17 years in which i i don't think there's any other band in the world well, that says you, that it gives you faith to keep going like he he talks at one point and you'll hear him actually i won't try to quote him cuz we'll actually hear him talk about it but he talks at one point about like, you know, waiting so long um, because I think I can't remember the exact wording that he uses, but it's like he was kind of at a fight with these songs and these recordings. And like, it's almost like the thing of you don't want to create, record a record and release it and have it not be your best thing, like your like your best version of the songs. Like yeah, he basically didn't want to half ass anything. And so he was just waiting for it to be the right time. I felt that way about our record. We waited 10 years. You know, a little, yeah, 10 years. So we actually said, okay, we're going to package it up and just, just move on from these songs. Right. So he talks about that a lot. But, um, but I can see why he, we t- he took so long. And he's really like, because of that patience and, you know, motivation to keep going through all of these different kind of musicians and everything, he ended up with like the best version of what he could. You know, it's like uh, his lineup now, I think, is just stellar. Yeah, they're playing, their live performances now are, are, are as good, if not better, than they've ever been. I, and I would argue better just from a technical standpoint. And um, it's a lot more full because mm-hmm. they have Mitch playing trombone and he's playing keyboards and live and oh, he's playing he's keyboards yeah, and guitar he's live. He's just kind of a multi-instrumentalist. And, and that um, that trombone makes such a huge difference in the sound of the band. And, and it's in, in it's in this album. And it's really great that... that um, they just the 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 way that the band has formed around this uh, this album over the last couple of years has just been a beautiful thing to see from some of my really good friends, and it's just I'm so excited for them. Yeah, and I so can I can feel the I can almost feel on stage like they're they're uh, familial. Like they, you can tell when a band is family and gets along by right. their performance, and it's not just about tightness and musicianship and performance, but there's just like a general energy that comes with it and yeah it's uh it's tj mitch and clint yes Clint is yeah. the bass player. um all just Clinton. sweethearts too like i really got to know um clint more at that opl show yeah and then tj and mitch i've spent s- i've had some good conversations with at mountain vibe where it's just like you kind of kind of break in and well mitch was the head bartender at mutiny for a number of years Ah-ha-ha. and so i didn't I, know that yeah so he was like the main guy That's weird he was like the main guy that I dealt with pretty much any time my bands played was it was Mitch. 
and he he was a musician. Obviously, he was in Stigma Thirteen too, which is kind of a funny connection. So, oh it's yeah, can I say my connection? Yeah, sure. Like, I think I it's think a great I've story. I've said this before. Um, when I was in high school, our friend Luciano, um, who's really into a lot of punk rock and a lot of um older punk rock and stuff like that, and he lived in Bay Point or Pittsburgh, I can't remember. And uh, I remember one day he came to school, I guess, and he pulled up his shirt. And he had a huge tattoo that said Stigma 13. And he was real <laughs> skinny. So it just, it just looked crazy. We're just like, we're just like, whoa, like, what is Stigma 13? And he's like, oh, it's this local band. Uh, I guess he said in Antioch that he really likes. And he's like, they, uh, they said they put me on their, they put this tattoo on their album if I got the tattoo. <laughs> is that all he had to do? I think so. And like, I don't know if it ever made the cover, but that's, that's my crazy. friend Luciano Flores. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my first hearing of Stigma 13. And then I thought that they, I had this like very like glorified idea of what that was. I thought they were like really famous and then I heard about no no shade on how famous they are, but and then I heard that Mitch was in Stigma thirteen. I was like, Holy shit, Mitch was in Stigma thirteen? Like That's funny. It's just a cool like local connection and just yeah. the Bay Area is super small. Like I grew up in Concord and yeah, it's we're all we're all family here in the Bay. The small, small town. It seems a lot smaller lately, and it's it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, so the album dropped on April first. April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a joke. They they kept saying it was gonna drop on April first, and it's not a joke. I promise. It's not a joke. And they came We're through. Finally. So cheers I'm, to you I'm guys. I'm so impressed because I feel like we heard. I mean, I he's been working on this album for a long, long time. But I thought it was great that he sort of mentioned that the album was coming, and then within a few months we had it. It was all. It felt very fast. Like because the first time I heard the hey, the From the Bottom album's happening. Yeah. Was I think around the time Stuart talked to him on the last podcast, so it was like last fall, and now, boom, it's like it's already here, you know, as opposed to like, you know, we're working on a record and then a year and a half later, like which, is, which can be <laughs> how long it takes. Yeah, it takes, it takes a long time um, to get, at, and as you can tell with, with these guys, they they needed to get the, the best it could be and push it to the best it could be, so they spent the time doing it, and you can hear it in the record. Uh, I think it's a fucking brilliantly put together album, and after really listening to it today a couple times over the past couple days, I've just been kind of having it in my headphones. Always in order. I recommend you listen to this album in order. Yeah, absolutely. I recommend you listen to every album in order, but some people just shuffle as their life. Like, just take the Ugh, shuffle off. Savages. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. It's just not. I mean, it's it's just some, you know, it's people's preference. If someone mindset. makes you a playlist, you play it in order, right? Oh, yeah. We just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, order is important. Um, it's my favorite movie, High Fidelity. There's a big thing about that. Um, so, yeah, so the album is titled Omnipresent, um, like Omnipresence. Uh, so I had to look up the meaning of this word today. I'm sure I'm embarrassed to admit, but I'm Glad admitting it. I'm being, I'm being honest that I had to look it up. Um, so I'm going to read you the, the basic definition of it, um, and then he gets into it a little more uh, when he talks about it, and then when we get into the themes of the album, I think you'll see that it's a great name. Um, because it's really hard to name your album. We know that because we just didn't name it. We were like self-titled. We named it Radio Keys. <laughs> we're like, it's too hard to encompass everything. It's too hard. Um, and I think First Records being, you know, self-titled is is fine. Um, but they really nailed it. Um, so the term omnipresence is most often sorry, omnipresence or ubiquity. You so ubiquitous is the property of being present everywhere. The term omnipresence is most often used in a religious context as an attribute of a deity or supreme being, while the term ubiquity is generally used to describe something existing or being everywhere at the same time, constantly encountered, widespread, common. Um, let's see. Do I want to read any more of that quote? 
Um, I think I'm just going to say that for now because okay. we're going to get into some of these greater themes. Yeah. Uh, as we go through uh, the lyrics of and sort of the uh, yeah reoccurring themes in this record, and then uh, I think um, I think so. We're going to play three tracks off the record, which is really hard to pick three. Um, and again, I I just super recommend that everyone just go listen to it like front to back um, as well, and just sort of experience it that way. Um, but I think what we're going to do is play the first track on the record. It's a 10 song record, which I think is a great, um, 35 minute runtime, 35 minute runtime. It's beautiful. He, he, yeah. He, he really, and he talks about it, but he's very thoughtful about which songs made this record and, and he didn't overdo anything or leave anything out, Yeah, which is, which is hard to do. Um, so the first track we're going to play is this land, which is the first track on the record and then we're gonna go right into you guys's phone interview after that okay uh because you guys discuss that song a lot and yeah. we can we can discuss it after as well um and then uh and then i think the plan is that after you guys's uh phone call ends we'll play the next song it's actually the third track on the record but it's gonna be the next song that uh that we discuss and that he discusses a little bit in the phone call too so i kind of wanted to uh bookend you guys's phone call with two songs so we'll start with this land, and then after the interview, uh, the phone call, uh, we're going to play Reasons, which is... I love that song. So goddamn good. All right, so uh, uh, so without further ado, we'll get right into it. Um, here is the first track off From the Bottom's 2020 album, Omnipresent, and it is titled This Land. This land is your land, this land is my land, Fucking mind if you think that you can make it out of this environment. If knowledge is power, and if you never fucking find it, well, then there's probably a pretty good reason why. Why I cannot slow up, I can't fall in the fold And if you wanna beat fear, you gotta use truth, love, and amusement. Cause fear can control you. Yes, you can control you. Yes, you can control you. Yes, you can control you. 
Cause it's fear going all day, every day. Look at the TV station and everything is just a motherfucking same. No, you can't hear nothing about citizenship. ship. No, all that you can hear about is Russia's blowing up the Syrians. And, and it's even worse if you're Iranian. Look at what you get attacked. I'm imagine if you was an alien. You can get the gas in the back in the halls of Gideon. What is the remedy? It's probably just loving them giving attention to them. The problem at hand, which is the fact it's just a handful of fucking old men controlling your ass, I say. We drag them out on the front line and beat them down until we're strong. This land is yours. This land is mine. Keep that mind. Keep that mind. They grow with boys. You We've only got about one hour, 20 minutes before we may have to give up by noon. We don't know yet. They are throwing men and shells at us, and we may not be able to stand it. Yo. Sonny D, what's going on, dude? Nothing much, man. Oh, man. Hey, you guys doing all right over there? Uh, yeah, we're doing okay. That's good to hear. Just, yeah, we're down to three rolls of toilet paper. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm that. Well, you know, I've right. noticed that one of the tricks in that is talking to the people in the store and asking if they actually have any toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're not putting them out until people are asking about it. That's a smart move. So I, I've right. seen it done before, and I've been doing it ever since I saw that done, because it was like, yeah, it gets cutthroat. Uh, first off, I fucking love the album, dude. It sounds really good. I'm stoked for you guys. I'm stoked that you right guys on, released it. And the, uh, I appreciate that. The live stream was a fun way of doing it too, so that was that was cool. We tried, man, and then so it did. Yeah, she, uh, uh, Mitch's girlfriend ended up just going live from her account, like on her phone, which of course I didn't think about doing uh, on my end from from the bottom fucking page because. I wasn't thinking. Yeah, it but. probably would have been been better for for you to have it on the actual page, but I think it was shared enough to where people got to see it, though. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So um, through the album, it, it starts off with uh, you guys singing "This Land Is Your Land," and uh, there's like o other um, uh, radio clips throughout the whole album. What, what's this? What are the significance to all the different radio clips that you have on the album throughout? Well, when it comes to it, starting with "This Land Is Yours," it's me and my mom singing. Interesting. And, uh, I just had her sing it with me, and then I layered it a couple times, and uh, that was her big, big contribution to my album. Besides letting me, you know, record most of it in her garage, because the majority of all of that was recorded like four years ago. Oh, really? So it's not yeah. necessarily new recordings, even though it's a new album. Correct. Oh, that's cool. I, I like it, that. It's, it's taken me about four years to finally put it all together. God, it feels like it's been four years. <laughs> I yeah, just. I mean, it, it only took me 17 to finally put out an album, but it's it, all right. Is that how long From the Bottoms Been Around is 17 years? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I was counting back of when I remember meeting you guys, and I put it in my post. I think it was 15 years ago. Yep, yep, yep. That, that's when I, like, really started with the band heavy, you know? Yeah, because you guys just showed up at Humphreys and started playing before we even got there. And so... <laughs> We like showed up and it was like, wait, did someone steal our gig? Like, what happened? And and then Beto was like, no, these guys are just they really wanted to open and they knew you guys did this, so they just set up and played. You guys can start, you know, a little late if you guys need some more time to set up. It was cool, but I was into it, so it was cool. It was funny. Yeah, man, me me and my old drummer, we were going around just like trying to talk people into letting us play. You know, just me and him. Yeah, just poaching gigs left and right, huh? <laughs> That's funny. So, um, was there any other significance to the other radio clips that you have throughout? Because I hear, like, you know, presidential yeah. announcements, and uh, it seems like pretty major things happening. Yeah, there's uh, significance to it in the sense that history repeats itself, so I was kind of putting that in there. Because uh, even, you know, I mean, we're, we're always on the brink of war, we're always on the brink of fucking something, you know. Uh, some kind of fear is being is being fed to us in some manner or another. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, fear can control you is a, is a quote from uh, from one of your songs. It's I, I hear that as a theme pretty much throughout the whole album. Right. Yeah, that that's cool. I, I, I liked uh, I liked the integration of the of the audio clips and, and how they're done, and uh, how it fits the theme of the rest of your your op songs on the album too. Yeah, I felt like uh, from the moment that I started on this particular project, it was going to be some what of a concept album. Um, that kind of leads me into my next question, which is, is perfect. Um, you, you mentioned it being a concept, part of a concept album of sorts. Um, wh what was it that made you pick the specific batch of songs that you picked? Because I noticed there's like some brand new songs and then there's some really old songs. Is, is there any reason why you picked those songs specifically? You know, it's like I have like, you know, what, about like maybe like 25 or 30 songs that I feel like were, that I feel like need to be recorded. Um, <clears throat> And like at least, and there's and then there's another 25 songs that I've completely let go because there's just no, um, there's no, I don't have anything holding me to them or or anything that's, that that says that they're relevant. Um, but there is about nine to ten songs of old songs from 2005 to 2010, you could say, or 12 that never got recorded properly and that people would probably still like to hear yeah so I'd, I'd be one of those people for sure that's why i am recording the, the prequel and then the rest of uh, for, for the old songs that are on omnipresent i just felt like that that's where they belonged because they were newer than the songs from the prequel oh got you so they're like the the newest of the old songs correct and i felt like if they needed to be you know they needed to be recorded i mean you know uh, uh it's kind of odd for a band to be around for as long as my band has and never actually uh, put out an album so i figured it's about time and then that i should record it because anytime i've had a couple of experiences um trying to record songs and i was never happy with any of them yeah um so when when was the um like the, the paradigm shift for like um like new to old like is there a specific date or a specific thing that happened was it when tj joined the band and, and you, you had new members or what was the the shift from what you call new to old you mean like uh I'm, I'm just like i mean new you mean which which manner the songs themselves um the the songs themselves yeah well you said that some of them are new and some of them are old what is there like a yeah 
Uh, no, no. I mean, um, most of the songs I recorded just by myself. I mean, excuse me. Most of the songs I wrote while in attempt to record. Gotcha. And and like uh, this land or um, POW. A few of those things. Oh, uh, ruin my heart for the wicked. I had uh, procured those songs on stage um, through improvisation, and then, and then because they had been recorded um, video uh, from like Mountain Vibe and whatnot, I was able to take what I liked from those and then rewrite the songs. It's incredible. You just like made up those songs like on the spot in front of a bunch of people, and now they're on an album. Like, that's just not a process that most people do. That's crazy. Um, that's it. Yeah, I've, I started experimenting um, with writing probably like seven years ago, where I would just try all, all types of different methods that I'd heard other people do, that that I had read of or that I thought of. And um, one of those was it seemed like I was getting relatively good at improvisation, so I decided to, uh, especially if there's a camera on, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. Then I was able to, and then I was able to, yeah, um, pick what I enjoyed, and let go of what what I didn't. <laughs> totally, totally. So um, the the name of the album is Omnipresent. Um, wh why did you pick that name for the album? You know, it took me about two days. I was up all night one night uh, after I had <laughs> I had brought the album uh, probably like two years ago to um, the lieutenant Chris Hamlet. To, to, because he's he's who did uh, the the art, and so you know I brought him the album so he could be influenced in some manner or another, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when I told him what the name of the album was, he was like, you know, I, th I think you can do a little bit better than that. And uh, so yeah, the name of the album was going to be uh, "Kill Yourself or Die Trying," and um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, I don't know if that's exactly the the vibe you might be looking for here. So then I was like, fuck, oh shit, I, you know, uh, 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 all right. And I went home and I meditated. I, I mean, I, I must have gone through every single book in my house. I must have gone through, I mean, I have lots of different books about various sorts of things. I was just looking for one fucking word or one, one phrase, something that somehow encompassed this fucking project, you know. And then finally the word omnipresent just popped into my mind. It, it, it wasn't even out of a book. It wasn't even out of anything. It just finally just kind of came to me. And I was like, okay, fine. Thank you, fucking Lord. I go to sleep, you know? Wow. You really <laughs> labored over it. That's pretty cool. Like that, that you had like this whole process of like how you named it. Yeah. That's cool. To um, tell you the truth, it's like it's, I've, I've been in a fight with this thing for since I started trying to record it, you know? And then like... Um, once I thought it was okay, somehow I, I, my mind or my ego or uh, the devil would just keep on telling me, you know, it's not good enough. Don't, don't, don't let it go. So, do you feel like you finally won the fight? I, f I feel like I was finally convinced uh, by my bass player Clint and uh, and myself. I was able to, with his assistance, believe that I could just let it go. You know, because we had even tried to re-record the entire thing, and, and it just wasn't going to work. Yeah, I think that one of the struggles that most artists have in general, um, I think about the artists who paint, you know, when you're painting a painting, when, when do you know it's done? And um, knowing, getting to a point where you feel comfortable walking away with it and, and putting your brush down or stop recording tracks to try and put over it and just like let it go and, and work towards the next thing is an important thing to know how to do. Oh, I'd never felt better when I, when I was, you know, when I knew it was out of my hands now. 
I could no longer say, stop the presses or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when that shit was gone, man, I was so happy. I felt so good. Yeah. So, and now, and now I feel like a, like a whole new, like a whole new person almost. Like, okay, let's, let's keep doing that. That's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's, it's such a process to get through and then then to listen to it um, and, and to share it with people on the release date is just a special thing so I, I, I totally can relate to that because we just did our album in October right same, right. same kind of feeling it was like we we, we started rec- uh, doing the the tracks um, I mean the practices and stuff to get to the to where we were recording in January and we didn't release it until October and so it was like right. this long process of just like what's next on it what's next on it and now we finally can just let it go and work on something new so yeah it's wonderful so um Reasons is a, is a song I think is a, is a highlight song off, off the album and it's it's acoustic it's really stripped down it's just you was there a reason why you decided to do it um stripped down and, and not to the full band like the rest of the album yeah my friend Jeff Lewis um he just he he really liked uh, how he uh, how he had recorded me one time on his phone. He was like, "Dude, that's how it needs to be." And then I we, I tried to do it with the whole band, and it just felt like it wasn't uh, you know, it just wasn't there. You know, it wasn't my the point of the song wasn't cutting through like it would if it was acoustic. Yeah, totally. It it comes off really well. I I think that it's a it's a highlight and um it's always been one of my favorite songs you play anyway but i think it comes across really well in the stripped down acoustic version cool man um i i've I've, just so you know i've listened to this album like over five or six times in the last like two days just because i really wanted to (laughs) i've been kind of breaking down general themes in the songs and and and, um just kind of i i've not done a huge deep dive on your lyrics in verse um because they're the, the delivery is so like uh it's easy to be wowed by the cadence in, in your delivery and, and and to almost not listen to the words um as much and i've been listening to the words more and it's just it, it it's like another uh way to, to enjoy it if that makes sense it's it's kind of a weird way of saying it all but i don't know i've been digging it a lot i see what you're saying man yeah. <laughs> uh, and um you, you talked a little bit earlier about like the recording process being over like four years and mostly at your mom's garage. Um, where was like, you want to talk about the recording process and the general production of the album? Yeah, uh, I was using um, uh, a, a, a gamut of shitty mics and then, and, and then finally I got some really good mics. And then so it's like the production value seems to get um, worse, but it's because I, did, I wanted that shit to kind of be in the, in the, in the middle. But really, that was all intentional. You know, it's like I was, I was, I had good microphones and it was coming out too, too nice. So I started using like the shittiest microphones I could find to get the, the drum sounds or the, the, um, to pick up my voice improperly or whatever. Huh. I was trying to, uh, you know, I, I was, I was putting amps, um, up in, in corners and then singing fucking, uh, my vocals through, you know, um, a uh, loud loudspeaker or whatever. Um, I was trying all types of weird things just to try to get it to sound shittier, actually. And I was using FL Studio um, the entire process. Um, Good old Fruity Loops. Yeah, and it worked out really well. And, and, and at least for me, I tried a, a few other programs and, and it just wasn't working. Um, anybody that came over to do anything on the album, TJ, Mitch, 
um, they were forced to wear, or, and my wife, they were forced to wear costumes uh, during the entire recording process because uh, we were champions of fun. It was my one rule. You have to fucking be weird and you have to have fun because fucking recording sucks sometimes. You know, it can be ex ex extremely tedious. So, you know, I would make TJ dress up like a pirate um, or whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I was going to ask what kind of costumes people came up with. Was it something that they got to pick out or is this something that, that you picked out for them? Uh, they were all my costumes, yeah. And, and they were all good sports about it? Was there anyone that was like not sure about your process there yeah mitch uh, might have been a little at first but you know he got into the groove i think that's cool that's cool um, um the uh, i think uh and, and yeah when it comes to the clips i don't know if we ever got back to that but um i was using um the golden age of radio uh vinyl set that i have somewhere i, I can't locate it now but uh I was going through that, looking for all types of moments in history that that were uh, that to me seemed provocative, and and to me seemed seemed to match the tone of my album uh, in general. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of like uh, false flag announcements and, and that kind of stuff is what you, what you yeah. chose to use. Yep. That's cool. Was there any uh, method like what was the method you used to, to order the songs in the album? I was I was doing blocks of three. It seemed like, you know, I would I would um, first three are this land, POW, and reasons, and those are very um, uh, singer songwriters yet yet uh, rhymey. You know, there's a lot of rhymes in those. Yeah. And then uh, the next three, I need blood, blinders, and um, it's a good thing. Are very. Um, what is that? Experimental blues or something, you know, rock or something. Yeah. And then, and then I just kind of figured I'd, I didn't want to mix it all up, you know, to really throw people off too bad. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I wanted it to be coherent enough where it didn't seem out of place. I like that. It's like three different blocks. It's, it's similar themes and similar um, style of music is what you, what you would say? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. It was, uh, um, when it comes to the writing process, like, like we were talking about earlier, I, I really went out of the realm of what I would normally do, I feel like. Uh, I like, um, uh, I Need Blood is, is like, a, there's a book called 15,000 um, uh, Phrases and Sayings from like 1920-something. And uh, I just kind of like would go through that and I, I, and, I, and I put together how I was feeling through these phrases. And I put together, you know, an exact, uh, I put together some of the better writing I've ever put together, but it's, it's fairly obvious that it's like, you know, it's, I mean, they are uh, phrases that just went really well together. Huh. You know, they weren't in the same, because it's alphabetical with each, each, each phrase or saying. So in this case with I Need Blood, it's like, you know, she was oppressed by a dead melancholy. She was stricken to the soul. Such sickening contrast and diabolical irony. Uh, the beckoning of an alien appeal and a heart from which noble sentiments sprang forth like the sparks from an anvil. 
<laughs> and those are and those are lyrics from the song, and you, you they're alphabetical. Explain. I don't understand what you mean by that. You know, I'm I'm saying I I I I, I would take one phrase from the book, and then I'd go find the next phrase throughout the book. You know, and then I piece together throughout the fifteen thousand phrases that that particular verse. Huh. And that's yeah. the first verse that I need blood. Correct. Got it. I, I guess there's no, it's only one verse. It's only like a two minute long song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked that it was this, like, it, it almost felt like a climax at the end, right? When you got to the point when you're, like, in, in you're just my type. It, like, was, like, it was the final climax of that song as it, like, it, like, built the entire way up. Like, the intensity of, like, I need blood and it becomes more and more, um, like, uh, uh, necessary. And it becomes more and more in, intense. And, uh, and, then, and then it finally stops and it's, like, in you're just my type. And it's just, like, uh, a release from the, the, the tension being built up. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're you're next, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you're just my type is so perfect because it could mean like, like you're blood gonna, type. You, it could be blood type too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that perfect uh, double entendre that just I don't know. It was a good climax to the whole thing. Um, yeah. Now the rest of the song I I had written from because I was like, okay, that's 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 that encompasses my feelings now. Here's the fucking point of the song, and that's fucking I need blood, and 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 and, and really it's like uh, it's not even particularly me, maybe you could say, it's like a junkie vampire or something. Yeah, so you're you're <laughs> you're talking about literal blood, not like uh, chaos or like you know. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, we kind of touched on this already, but my last question was. Uh, you hinted on the live stream that your next album was going to be called the prequel album. Um, what, what can we expect from from the bottom in that album and kind of in in the immediate future when we get back to life? That is, it's going to be like my you know the ones that that I used to play ten years ago that people liked East Bay Bill that I get a lot of requests for and I'm, I just never play it. Um, you know Mother Moon and Ill and and what you know songs that just were never recorded and put out properly. I love East Bay Bill, and I always feel hesitant on calling it out to you because I know that it used to really uh, move you when you played it. And so I, when you said that to me, I stopped requesting it because I didn't want to put you in a place while you were already performing. So it's you know it's a it's a see that's a, that's a thing about these songs you know it's like you it's why you could be careful or one could be careful. I I guess choose not to be, but point being is I, I could see it now before I didn't but I would get you know I would write these songs and then not realize that each time I play it it's not like I'm playing it superficially I'm not playing it like how I've seen certain people play a song I like I fucking immerse myself back into it and then I, I feel just as terrible as I did or, or just as whatever as I did you know and then I have to kind of shake that off after I'm done with it to get to the next song which I did uh, do it over and over again you know so yeah kind of like a it's a it's it's a painful trip sometimes. So when you perform, you're you're putting yourself back in the place that you were when you wrote the song. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that that's a that's a. Oh man, now now I'll, I'll never request East Bay. I love that song, man. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the prequel album because there's a lot of what I fell in love with when I started, you know, hanging out with you guys and, and going to your shows and stuff. So it's uh it's cool to to know that there's something coming up that's i mean not only you finally have released this album but there's also something coming up that's um 
kind of harkening back to a time where I wish you would release an album, and it's it's cool. Exactly. It's, it's cool to it's cool to know that that is coming up, and I, and I'm sure you're still writing stuff. And right now, with all the time in the world, I mean, you got a kid, so maybe not as all the time in the world, but uh, that there will be new material coming out too, all at the same time as releasing this prequel album, which is going to be all old songs. That's the plan. Is uh, yeah, to use this time to be record or uh, to be writing new stuff. But yeah, my process is. is I've been kind of like in this process of recording while I'm writing, and I'm and I'm kind of enjoying that. I did that with I Need Blood and um, Blinders, and it's a good thing. I, I I played the drums first, and then I played the you know the the bass, and then the guitar, and then laid the vocals down. And I didn't know what was going to come of any of it except for I'm going to play the drums, and then we're going to see what happens. Let's talk about that recording process then a little bit um, on this album. I, I just assumed the the whole band was involved in the recording of it, but I guess if they weren't in the band yet, and it was four years ago, then obviously they weren't involved. So you did most of the instrumentation for the album, or? I would say I did, um, I, I would say me and TJ and Mitch did a um, um, majority of it. Um, but yeah, like those three songs, I, I did everything on. And I played the bass throughout most of the album. But uh, I, 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 Clint, uh, Clint Burnett is my bass player, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be able to put these songs um, on a stage. Yeah. I, I give him the credit uh, because you know he, he, he fucking. He stood by me uh, the, this past year and a half or whatever it is, hardcore. I mean, if, uh, if it wasn't for him, it'd be pretty rough, you know. Uh, especially because he's the one who finally was like, dude, fucking put this thing out, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. And I, I kind of see him as uh, like a new energy in the band that's excited about this band. And I think it's important to have um, at least one person that's excited um in, in the, I mean, hopefully everyone's excited in it, but he's he's a very excitable person, um, and I feel like he's a person that's able to um, get other people excited about it too. Oh man, yeah, he's a big ball of energy. Um, it's, it, I, I feel like we have a great dynamic in this band. It's not like it's definitely the best feeling I've had in a long time um, when it comes to playing music, and it, and it's and it is strange that it's taken me this long. To, finally do something about it but you know um some of my favorite blues players didn't make it till they were in their 60s so yeah is that crazy it's it's time is a funny thing um i think that if you rush out something you'll forever regret it um and then again at the same time if you don't ever put anything out you'll also regret that so you have to find somewhere in the middle of that I, i was scared for exactly that that i would just never do it yeah, well, I think that that's, you know, with Radio Keys putting out our album last year, that was the, the whole thought was that we'd been in a band for nine years at the time. And it was like, if we're not going to ever put out an album, we never existed. Scary, right? Yeah, <laughs> really. It's definitely scary. And you'll never know if we have this time. We have this time right now. We never know if we'll have it again. So let's make it happen, you know? Absolutely. That's cool. Is there anything else you wanted to say about From the Bottom and, and, and where you guys are going as a band or anything like that? Well, we're gonna keep on uh, being, we're gonna keep on uh, being as resilient as we have been. That's awesome. You know, I mean, it is. You know, of course, it is almost typical uh, that we would put out our album, you know, in in the midst of a pandemic. Why not? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it's kind of an interesting thing. It, it, like, releasing it amidst this pandemic, I mean, obviously you can't have the, the fanfare of a release show that we are super bummed that we weren't able to be a part of and just to experience as, as fans. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you kind of have a captive audience in the sense that people are at home looking for new media to listen to, and, and, and this is almost an opportunity to allow them to listen to something and, and get it in their hands or in their earbuds at least. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like anybody's going anywhere doing anything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting time we're living in, and, and I hope to uh, to see more interesting times after. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some kind of uh, sense of normalcy back, and we'll be able to play shows again soon. That's just something I'm dying to do. I, I've canceled um, 15 dates already, and that's just through uh, May 7th. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't believe I've had as many shows lined up as I had um, before. I had to start canceling them. You know, I had like four or five shows lined up, and I, that's not normal for me. It's like the one time you decide to get prolific and, and, and book a bunch of shows, then you have to go through and cancel them. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. <laughs> well, I hope that people will eventually, um, when we get back, that people will be dying to go out and, and experience live music again. And I, I think that it might be a good bump for our industry, I'm hoping. Oh, I think it absolutely will be because people are already going stir crazy. I don't know, but I mean, same time, it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, um, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is a fucking, you know, some type of crazy, you know, um, veil. Uh, to distract us, or if this is if this is a huge thing, like like it's being made out to be. But I'm fucking staying home, like it is, because I don't fucking want to be. Uh, I don't want to be a part of the problem, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you could either be part of the solution or be part of the problem. I think is what they say on the album, huh? That's right, and I'm trying my best here. So that's cool, man. <laughs> Well, I think I got enough stuff for, for our podcast, and we're going to get working on it tomorrow. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you calling and letting me call you and, and talk to you about it. Well, right on, Tom. Thanks for all the love, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, dude, all the love in the world for you guys. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to have a show and see a show with you guys soon. All right, man. We'll right, be seeing you soon. Stay up, Johnny. Cheers. All right, bye. I got motives, I got problems, just like everyone will. I got Jesus, I got Moses, I got warrants, and I got time to kill. I got reasons, I got motives, I got problems, just like everyone will. I got Jesus, I got Moses, I got warrants, and I got time to kill. Well, it's the payback from way back. Y'all bitches better stay back and hey, Jack, These bay raps but to explode on contact and in fact, a 10 sacks, exactly what I need The Mac 10's within my reach, but my intention's to teach Yeah, and guaranteed I'm like the son of the preacher, man Do everything within my power now to make them understand That it's gonna happen now, like it or not You're getting tossed in the land of the lost Simply cause I got reasons, I got motives I got problems, just like everyone will I got Jesus, I got Moses I got warrants, and I got time to kill
Girl, I got reasons, I got motives, I got problems, just like everyone will. I got Jesus, I got Moses, I got explosives, and I got time to kill you, yeah. Time to kill you, yeah. Hands on deck, give me respect when I throw up my set. But when the on me, motherfucker, best protect your neck. And what's next? Well, shit, what you think? Well, suddenly you'll make your ass walk the motherfucking plank. But don't blame me, it's the concrete around your feet. Let me sure that you sank to the bottom of the sea. So, Lord, please let me know now whether or not I'm in the right direction of where X marks the spot. See, FTV's constantly digging for truth, looking for proof, ready to unite with the rest of the chosen few. See, now I do me, and you do you. You're either part of the solution, or you're part of the problem, fool. So nut up and shut up, love it to leave it, but believe me, goddammit. There ain't no way I'll be defeated simply cause I got reasons. I got motives, I got problems, just like everyone will. I got Jesus, I got Moses, I got warrants, and I got time to kill. I got reasons, I got motives, I got problems, just like everyone will. I got Jesus, I got Moses, I got warrants, and I got time to kill you, yeah. Time to kill, time to kill you. More long team watches have won 10. My favorite thing he said in that uh in that phone conversation that I feel like uh sort of casually <laughs> says something really big um he says it's almost typical we would put out our album in the midst of a pandemic (laughs) 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 because i mean do you want to talk about some of the the themes that you sort of caught on to right away as we were really really digging through these lyrics today the deep dive we did a deep dive yeah i was doing a lot of rewinding um because he's so quick and and trying to type them out i've just and i said it in the interview i've always been so blown away with his Cadence delivery yeah. and, and, and his style and just the sound and everything really is engaging. so great yeah. um, that I don't think I've ever really listened to the lyrics when they're when he's in his verse. And, and, and it was really cool to see um, and, and, and to listen to and kind of appreciate it in a different way. And I, I ha- as someone that also attempts to write songs and be a songwriter, I absolutely from day one was listening to his lyrics. I'm like, this is, I mean, first of all, he's got this incredible voice. And then, yeah, they're completely... Uh, uh, unique and um and he he does a really good job of 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 sort of having a chorus that um shows the whole theme of a song like and his verses support that cor- chorus and everything kind of ties in together sometimes when i'm songwriting i feel like i'm um a little all over the place with what i'm trying to say in a song yeah. um and he's he's he does a really good job of sort of organizing that um, yeah, so I mean, so starting with this land, I guess is 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 the first. Yeah, we, we threw a lot at you, um, right there with uh, a song and then an interview and then another song. But yeah, I I know I'm like it's a lot, but it, hopefully it'll immerse you in this a little bit before we start really kind of nerding out on this album. It down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that you've had a little of the rawness of it first. Well, so it opens up with this land by Woody Guthrie, 
Yeah, and or the lyrics to that. It's yeah. him and his mom singing it, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know that until the interview. Yeah, and then he, correct me if I'm wrong, but adds his own lyrics in there about the private property sign and stuff. Like I that's that's not Guthrie. I'm not 100% sure. I, I think I there's a lot of today, lyrics. Yeah, I listened to him pull up the lyrics, and he says something about uh, finding a sign that says private property. Um, so he's kind of tying in this idea of uh, this land is your land. You know, he's just saying it's all it's all everyone's, and then it's like, except I'm walking around my town, and here's fucking private, private property, property signs. Um, well, so I feel like this song really sets the theme. To the whole album. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a lot of similar themes throughout all of the songs in the album. And the uh, audio recordings that it starts with, or uh, it, it ends with, and then um, it goes through the whole album, is it kind of really sets a, a nice foundation for what these themes are. And it's um, so on this one, I had it's like a it's a somewhat cynical, uh, patriotic statement uh, on the status of society. Is, yeah. is kind of what I, I gleaned from this song. Yeah. And uh, the internal battle of of fighting for freedom or finding freedom uh, while being controlled um, by events happening around you and uh, having to react to those events. And um, it's, it's beautiful. Did you have any quotes that you pulled? Yeah. I, uh, I, the first quote I pulled was fear can control you. Yeah. Um, And then the second one, which is so um, pertinent right now. And like, it's just like everything that's going on right now, this album really came out at such a perfect time. The more I listened today, I was just like, God, yeah. Um, he's saying, um, and I apologize for my terrible uh, quoting, and if I missed a word, I'm sorry. I was trying to type out from listening today, but TV station, everything is the motherfucking same. You can't hear nothing about good citizenship. All you can hear about is Russia blowing up the Syrians. It's stuff. I, it's why I'm avoiding the news right now. It's yeah. like you're not seeing uh, good citizenship. You're not seeing the goodness of mankind. What you're being exposed to if you're not going out into the world is just a lot of this sort of bleak, negativity that's kind of trying to instill this kind of fear like yeah for example when the fucking pandemic hit and everyone's like look at all this footage of people acting all like crazy and rioting and like fighting in walmart and it's like oh that's what's going on and then we go to fucking trader joe's and it's just like everybody is so like for lack of a word well behaved and like courteous and amazing and like yeah. respectful and you're just like yeah that's this this does not this does not show my reality. I mean, it's like there's this small percentage of terrible things going on, and that just gets blown up so that the majority of the wonderful things going on just because it's not it gets quote unquote interesting news. Yeah. So um, I hope that's <laughs> part of what he was trying to say because that's what I pulled from that, um, where it is sort of like if if you can control the information that people are getting and like p- things that are happening in other countries, like what America's seeing of that um is creating an impression and he's just sort of trying to throughout this whole album say question the status quo question what you know what information you're getting because who's in control of that um he also says like this is the next quote i pulled and then i'll I'll let you let you um pull one of yours but i said what it what is the remedy it's probably just loving them and giving attention to the problem at hand which is the (laughs) fact that it's just a handful of fucking old men like in control of things yeah and so that that kind of the same thing it's like if if they have control over the information that you're receiving about other countries making you fearful of other countries you know you can count on them though right yeah like and that's what we're putting our trust into exactly yeah it's it's uh it's it's crazy so i have um it's one of his first lines and i think it's the second uh verse but he says you, you you must be out of your fucking mind if you think that we can ever make it out of this environment if knowledge is power if you never 
if knowledge is power and you never fucking find it, then there's probably a pretty good reason why. Yeah, if knowledge is power and you can't get to that knowledge, yeah, they they don't want you to get to that power. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of a interesting uh, um, pull from that lyrics. Yeah, I feel like this is the 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 best pick for for an introduction. Yeah. To everything. Um. That that he's gonna sort of unpack and and digest and uh, um. I also really in this song I really um just from the recording perspective when they do it live um it builds a lot like he starts it usually like just him yeah kind of like you heard and then they all start coming in and like Mitch comes in with a trombone and it just gets really like big and yes. loud and they they really did a good job of capturing that live performance um that's that's so sensitive to the, di- the dynamics of it um in this recording especially towards the end where it'll die down again in the verse and then get big and sort of blow up at the end and yeah it's just they nailed it. It's a brilliant song. It was really uh, not a question on what song we started with uh, talking about for this pod because it was it, it was had to be the first track. the first track on which the album. Which means they, yeah, which means they're getting the order right. I mean, there's no question about that. But it's like if that should if that's your first impression of what this album is going to be, I think that this is a good a good start. Um, and then it ends with a little soundbite, and then it actually goes right into the next song. I've noticed that that they're doing a lot of. It reminds me of like the B side of Abbey Road, where every song is kind of going in. It's concept. It's very, oh yeah. yeah, it's it's very it's very um, it's very well planned out, <laughs> well, <laughs> so well executed. And on the interview, I, I asked him, and, and he said something about it being a concept album, and and, and I had originally. I'm glad he said that because I was like, are we digging? Are we like right making this something that it isn't? And of course, no. It's 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 so brilliantly um. I originally planned on asking him if it was a concept album of sorts, of, uh, and I, I decided not to, and, and kind of phrase my question differently so that he could. Um, tell me if it was or not without me like suggesting it or leading the question. You know, and that was kind of a an important, uh, and it was interesting to hear him say that because I I totally hear um, a theme and I hear an opening to a what's turns out to be an incredible album. So, yeah. Um, and then it goes into POW, which is stands for Prisoner of War. Prisoner right? of War, and yeah. then it starts to st- tell kind of a story. Um, starts with the point of view of a fallen soldier. He sort of like paints this little picture for that of that. Um, and then the reoccurring theme of this song is uh, far more than one man pulling all the strings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of this realization, you know, for track two of like maybe somebody that's given their life to this country and then sort of seeing. And standing up to somebody. The, the, war, yeah. the war is not um, necessarily just a war that um, the oppressors have started it's a war against the oppressors is what he's talking about i think yeah he says that uh, a fallen soldier will will find another fight to fight a prisoner of war whose only one wish is to no longer survive it oh. like at a certain point like you've you've just you've you fought and you've did everything you can and then the other one that i like was uh it's time we wake up uh evaluate our minds and not let them take us yeah, yeah. stay up i'd rather die than let them enslave us it's time we up. stand up. Yeah, we gave up. Um, yeah, that and his delivery is obviously way better than anything I could good. ever do. It's, yeah, it sticks in my brain. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that verse before. Um, that he, that I've seen him do it live before. Um, I I feel like in this song he also inserts from the bottom or himself or themselves into the dialogue of the whole thing, um, where they start with. You see, my mission is simple, digging for truth from the bottom, baby. Yeah, that's just what we do. So it's kind of bringing them in and going like, all right, how are we going to 
sort of examine and like become a part of this. Yeah. That will not become part of it, but sort of like insert themselves in and like set their intention basically, which is digging for truth. Yeah. And he, he repeats something like that a couple times throughout. Um, yeah. So kind of some themes of just like questioning the, uh, the status quo. Um, yeah, I, I think it's time that we wake up, elevate our minds, and let him take us. I, I pulled that one too. You wrote that same one down. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, it's delivered so beautifully. I, yeah. I I butchered it just now, but no, you didn't. Um, and and we, I, I mean, we can touch really briefly on every song because it's it's just a ten song, um, record. But I, I did, w- I do have notes on on every track. But the next uh, the next track we're going into is Reasons, which you heard played. Yeah. Um, by the way, just really quick, um, on y- y- your phone interview, I was I was really sort of surprised and uh kind of it was interesting to hear that he's created a lot of these verses uh live like he's like oh that that's that blows my mind that was one of the biggest things i yielded from that conversation yeah that i just didn't realize that that was his process generally like and and he was like i start with a drum beat yeah and then i play some guitar to it and then I start writing lyrics to it and I just perform that I show it to the band and then I perform it with no lyrics ready and just perform it on stage and as long as somebody's recording me I can then go back and look at my performance yeah he said that he's like you know mountain vibe gets recorded and then I can go back and be like oh I like that verse (laughs) and I'm just like how did you improvise that that's I mean it's it's an insane yeah it's an insane talent and like I'll I can relate in the way that um, not improvising dope stuff on stage, but like I have, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, but every time I do, do try to write a song, it's, it's a different method. So he talks about a different yeah. methods, you know? And like, I definitely never sit down to write a song really the same way. It, there's a lot of different ways it'll start. Um, and I've definitely like, you know, when we're all jamming or Stuart and I are jamming and we're drinking and we're just having a good time and I just start making shit up. Sometimes you get some really good stuff out of that because you've allowed yourself to not take it too seriously. You know, right. this isn't this isn't going down on wax. This isn't in stone. You know, this is just in the moment and it it sort of allows your brain to just start kind of hatching these cool words and stories that you that just kind of come out of thin air. It feels like, but that's what we're trying at, at the end of the day. That's yeah. what we're trying to capture, capture by recording in a bottle, yeah. music. Is you're trying to capture that moment when you created this thing and, and you feel it. And another yeah. part of my interview that I have with him, he talks about how when he performs a song live, that he, he's putting himself in the same place emotionally yeah, or mentally when he wrote the song, so he can gain that same passion out of it. And, and I thought that was kind of a a cool way. I love I love talking to artists about their process. And oh, I'm how, fascinated by it, yeah. Yeah, and how they produce things. Because I'm an artist, and I produce things a certain way. And uh, it's just crazy to me that it's always different, you know, depending on who it is. Yeah. Um. So, reasons. Uh. So, you you asked him why he uh, decided to do that acoustic, which was when I listened to the record, the thing that stood out to me the most, I was like, oh, they usually do this song full full band. I wonder I wonder what was the catalyst of him being like it should be. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think there's certain songs on this record um, where his vocals are pushed back a lot um, and sort of altered. Like he said something about like singing through a a speakerphone or a loud phone or what are they called? A megaphone. Megaphone. Thank you. (laughs) Well, he also (laughs) spoke through a amplifier in a corner of a room. Like he really did some weird miking. They, they met, they, they kind of play, play with uh, the way that his vocals interact with, with the songs and, and are part of the storytelling. And for this song, I think, 
they needed to really be it needed to be raw to get all of it across in the right way and i think it was probably a probably a sort of brave decision to make and was i think the right decision to make yeah because I they let it they let those words really stand you know i i've always loved this song in their set whatever it is and i actually played this song with them in uh, melton pot we were a, a band very briefly it was a hip-hop group that uh and sonny was in it and he had just written this song and so he performed it with Melton Pot, but it was always a from the bottom song. And, and it was one of my favorite songs to perform yeah. with that band. And so I have a special connection to this song specifically. And I just always thought it was, a, it was it's just such a great song. And so uh, I'm stoked to this out. Yeah, you know, and I, I hearing it on its own in their live sets, I, I never really um, thought too much about the lyrics in the chorus, but in the context of this record, um, where he's kind of trying to talk about us globally, which, again, an amazing timing that it's coming out right now as the entire world is dealing with the same huge issue. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, I talked to my best friend lives in Australia. I talked to her this morning, and we are having the exact same, you know, things happening in our community and, and fears and what whatnot, and the same thing is happening all over the world. So right. it kind of, if, if anything, it should make us feel a little more connected um hopefully yeah you know like and it's 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 bringing out the best and the worst in people as i said and what i would look for uh to keep yourself sane is is looking for the best of it that's bring, it's bringing out in people um and the sort of connectedness and 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 helping and sharing and all that um but yeah so he you know the f the the line in the chorus i've got um just like everyone will yeah you know, it's like he's sort of just saying, like, I, I have these things and, and we all do. We're equal. We're equal. There's yeah. a lot of um, themes of equality throughout the whole album, too, that I noticed. And so it's that they think they're better than us and we're not. We're all equals. And so let's all unite and group together and we could fight this this tyranny and we can and, and we can live in this land where everyone is. Yeah, we is don't equal. have to we don't have to buy into this idea that um some countries are scary to america like that's yeah. that's a real thing like right now it's you know i won't say his name but it's like is using language that's making people um fearful of chinese people which o is or americans it's just fucking racism and it's yeah. just like flat out and it's like how do we use this to make make a to divide us more is is their idea of it and it's like that is that's absolutely the opposite of what we should be doing you know we should realize that the fact that this is something that affects everybody and doesn't discriminate should make us feel closer, but doesn't dude. Bukowski has a great line about, uh, he's like, we're all going to die. All of us. It's like absurd and it should bring us all together, but it doesn't. Um, huh. It's like, we're all, we're all flesh and blood or it's just anyway. Um, I think this song is also somewhat about finding your crew too. And like finding people who are like-minded in that, um, he mentions the chosen few, a few different times throughout the, uh, uh the song. And he says, uh, ready, to unite, ready to unite with the chosen few. Um, and, you know, all hands on deck, give me respect oh, when I throw up my set, which yeah. I think is one of the hardest lines of the whole album. But it, it's, <laughs> it's so dope the way he delivers it. And, and it's like uh, throwing up my set, like my, my group of people, like, my, my, you know, my, my, pe my squad. Well, he, he again sort of sets his intention, like in that second song. Um, he says, my mission is simple, digging for truth. And then again, he says, CFPB's constantly digging for truth, looking for proof, ready to unite with the rest of the chosen few. So I'll do me and you do me. You're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And you know, that's a quote. I looked this up because I was 
curious, and it's actually a quote. You're you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Is a quote by Leroy Eldridge Cleaver, who was an American writer, political activist, uh, who became an early leader of the Black Panther Party in 1968. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I I, I just kind of looked at that a little bit, but um, yeah. There's also some um, some callouts to music that that I think are influential to him, and I'm kind of somewhat stretching this, but I think it's pretty transparent. Um. He says, guaranteed, I'm like the son of a preacher man. So he brings up son of a preacher man. Yeah. And he, he also says, um, you best protect your neck. Oh, which yeah. Is a, uh, <laughs> it's a Wu-Tang reference, guaranteed the song, uh, protect your neck. Yeah. And I think just after he says, I'm like the son of a preacher man, um, he says something like my intentions to teach, um, like preach and connecting those things. Yeah. So it's it's not out of nowhere, you know, like it's not... He's he's using these examples that are do sort of a callback and an homage to musical things, but it also fits within totally his um, theme. Yeah, or he makes it fit within his theme, which is really cool. Uh, let's see, um, and that also ends with a um, a sound clip too. Did you yeah. catch what what's at the end of that one? I don't remember which one that one is specifically. I was I was googling. I mean, he talked about that classic oldies, gold no, the golden age of radio. Yeah, whatever, um, where he we, where he found all these sound clips. Like he wasn't just googling, like you know, whatever. It's all from one catalog. Yeah, it's all from a vinyl. It sounds like, and uh, I was googling a couple of them, and I, c I I wasn't having a lot of luck. Um, so I didn't wanna, or I was uh, getting like vague information, so I don't want to be like, this is from this. Um, I know one of them is Pearl Harbor. I think it's the one before POW though. Oh okay. It's uh. uh FDR talking about Pearl Harbor and how they're they're bombing us. And yeah, then there's again, another one that talks about this fear around that's the mammoth bombs, I think attack. is the mammon bombs is, is the one in between uh reasons and uh I got blood I need blood, uh which is the fourth song. I which think is it was a the Yeah, he talks a lot about I need blood. Um I'd never heard it before. I've never heard them do it live. It's a quick song, it's two minutes. Yeah. Every time I have it on my headphones, I'm like, oh it's it's just like it's just there and it's gone. Um, this is probably the one, along with Blinders, that remind me the most uh, recording-wise of like a Tom Waits sort blinders of Blinders for me is Tom Waits. Yeah, and Blinders and maybe maybe a little bit um, uh, Body and Mind too. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so this is... Um, he talked about... Or maybe I'm imagining this, but I think in uh, when Stuart and him were talking, they talked about Tom Waits putting himself into characters... Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, so so that's why Tom Waits came to mind. Besides just the 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 crazy percussion, the sort of experimental sort of sound effects, and um, so yeah, it's he's and he says it in the interview. He's putting himself into a character. Uh, well he said like a vampire type or something like. Well, that. and and then he said uh, the way he got his lyrics, he was he was out of a book. Yeah. And it was a book of phrases, and so he just went through the book and picked out phrases that he liked that fit the next the, the following phrase in, in like a uh yeah he was kind of plugging things in. I and again it's an interesting again this is another method of songwriting like like I I mean I, everybody's different. I I take it a different way every time. I can, you know, the other day I got up at four in the morning with something stuck in my head and just like wrote it all out and then that became a new song that we started and like sometimes I am sort of uh digging through my poetry kind of like a similar thing to what he's talking about here and like pulling out i've literally like if i'm feeling really writer's block i've literally gone through poetry and like pulled out words and just wrote a bunch of words 
on a piece of paper and then like gone through those words and like try to see what gets stirred up out of that. Yeah. And so it's kind of the, what he did. It's sort of like piecing together this, um, this story, uh, because words are, you know, they're available to all of us. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, you have to sort of fill that inspirational, um, you have to kind of get these words in your head to sort of express what's going on. And well, you think about when you go to write a song lyrically, you have every word in the world available at your disposal, to you. right? Yeah. And so if you limit those words, <laughs> if you it's limit those words up. to I'm going to do this and it's a creative process, um, uh, it, it really um, challenges you. But at the same time, I feel like it inspires you to, to you know, pick those words and to you kind of leads you along the, the path of well, writing it'll, that song. Well, it'll open up something in your brain, yeah. right? And Yeah, so that, I think... Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting way that he was still creating a lot of um sort of rich imagery and uh you know from a completely different character's point of view, which is which is a fun thing we've talked about it on the podcast before, but a f- uh an interesting uh form of of songwriting where you can take uh um where you can basically talk through another character. Yeah, or a story that you want to tell, or a, f- a theme that you want to work out, or yeah. So that was I need blood, and it ends with this awesome, and you're just and you're just, and it's just building this tension. This whole song is just building this tension, and you're just my type, and it just it it's the the climax of the whole song. I think it's fun. It's two minutes long. It's the shortest song on the album. I think it might be the newest song on the album. Yeah. And um, yeah, just it's a fun. Uh, it's a f- Fifth song in the album? Is that what it is? Fourth. Uh, fourth song in the album. So, you ready to go on to It's a Good Thing? Um, so, there's Blinders between. Uh-huh. Um, so, I Need Blood goes into Blinders, uh, which is also really percussive. Um, and he pushes his vocals back quite a bit. Um, and he's sort of singing in, a, in his low register almost the entire time. So, it, again, it sounds to me like almost another character. Um, do, 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 do. It just has like it's this really cool experimental, and and I think there is harmonica in there. Um, and they sort of introduce different sounds throughout the whole thing. It's not the same instruments going the whole time. They're sort of bringing in characters and pulling them out. And by characters, I mean I guess different sounds and instruments. Um, well, it's it's different. Like he like he said in the interview where he he grouped these songs into three different um ideas almost in in the way that he put the songs together. And, and yeah. this is. Um, very different than the heavy cadence delivery um, uh, MC kind of approach. He he's uh, very Tom Waits is is what I said. This was the first note I wrote on this yeah, song. Yeah, more more. <laughs> more you can see the influence for sure. Um, yeah, he calls it experimental blues. I need blood blinders and good thing. And then the first three are kind of more singer songwriter. He said. Um, so yeah, and then we can get into it's a good thing. Um, this struck me listening to it chronologically. This struck me as the the most sort of um, I statement um, personal point of view he's taken yet um, in this song, um, but it still sort of connects. It almost sounds like a like he's praying a lot. He's sort of asking questions, uh-huh. um, but he's still tying it sort of to that overlying theme of you know globalness and like we are all kind of thing. Um, 
and uh, he also quotes "It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll." Did you know yeah, I, I got okay. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a cool um, way of delivering it too, and, and it has like this really cool like groove where it kind of stops, but then it keeps going, and 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 it has a lot of open space. There's a lot of uh, negative space in this song, um, yeah. from a sound perspective. It's you know, but um, but um, bump, but there's like there's yeah. open air, and and it just it flows really well, and um. It's very different than the rest of the album um, from that standpoint. Yeah, he, he talks about um, waiting for his sign and uh, sort of going through like a hard time, it sounds like, or like maybe him referring to just struggling, kind of navigating this system that we're in, um, but but observing it as a good thing. And I don't know if he's observing that the struggle is a good thing um, over or that overall... Um, he has like a positive outlook um but yeah it's it's to me it was the first song where it was like he before he was talking about sort of inserting from the bottom in there and sort of talking about that right and then this one seems really kind of personal. more personal yeah. um it has more instrumental parts than than a lot of the other songs too where it's it's a uh, heavy effects driven guitar mm -hmm. and it's um kind of more spacey and experimental like you said yeah and, and it's 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 not super it's not super structured chorus, yeah. verse, chorus, verse. It, it's almost kind of like his his verses sound, they sound improvised, um, like somebody's just talking or praying, that kind of thing. Um, it's almost a little, got a little bit of a kind of gospel -y blues vibe around the, the songwriting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and it ends with another sound clip uh, where at some point this guy says, war is a contagion. That's the only part I was able to pull. Huh. Yeah, and uh, and then he's as that sound clip is going, he starts the guitar riff for "Room in My Heart for the Wicked." Again, this concept where it's all just like, and the drum fills go, and then it yeah, "Room in My Heart for the Wicked." So. And it hits. Um, if we're going on to "Room in My Heart," um, that song hits, and that is quintessential from the bottom for me. It yeah. is like a duka duka. Boom and like a huge hit, and then the 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 trombone hits, and the the guitar is distorted, and yeah. they're just they're just rocking out, and and it's uh, it's it's a great that song would be a great introduction to the band because yeah. I feel like it's everything that they are. Oh, I never know what to play, people. I'm just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what I think of the person, I'm like, what would they? What would resonate with them the most? Um, yeah. Well, we can uh, should we play "Room in My Heart" because that's the the third song we were going to play, or do you want to, um, let's go ahead and play room in my heart right now. And then we'll talk about it afterwards so that they can get a chance to listen to it. Cool. And again, we, we suggest you go and you listen to the whole album in Front its entirety. Back, yeah. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on I Apple music. It's on all of those. And it's just such a, a fun experience to see it all the way through. All right. Well, so let's do it. So, uh, so this is the, oh gosh, now it's one, two, three, seven. Four, five, six, the seventh track. <laughs> I just have a list in front of me. I don't have like the Spotify. Um, the seventh track off uh, from the bottom's debut album, 2020 record, um, Omnipresent. And this track is titled Room in My Heart for the Wicked. Yet the peace of the world and the welfare and security of every nation, including our own, is today being threatened by that very thing. War is a contagion, whether it be declared or undeclared. If civilization is to survive, the 
principles of the Prince of Peace must be restored. Now I can keep room in my heart for the wicked Cause I ain't got no time left to fuck around now And what you've done, you see, it's none of my business Truth be told, I just want you around See, I can keep room in my heart for the wicked Cause I ain't got no time left to fuck around now And what you've done, you see, it's none of my business Truth be told, I just want you around Then he with no sin, cast the first stone If you got a problem from the bottom Then you can take your punk ass home See, I got problems too, goddammit whole lot of them, but I know how to solve them without the 38 snub nose revolver I got. Time to sit around judging you for what you did, especially if it's true what they say that you're born in the sin, and that's a fact, but at least I gave it all I can give, even if it is vanity and grasping out for the win, but then I can see it and open it every time I can see it inside my mind, rhymes don't pay now, but I believe in the time, I will see what I need to live and breathe without the love of a life of crime, struggle because it's mine humble because there's reasons and choices made out for everyone, chose this path ourselves and even until the job is done It doesn't really matter where you're from Rich, fat, middle class are just a fucking bum I got love for everybody out under the sun You keep room in my heart for the wicked Cause I ain't got no time left to fuck around now And what you've done, you see, it's none of our business Truth be told, I just want you around Yeah, I can keep room in my heart for the wicked Cause I ain't got no time left to fuck around now and what you've done, see, it's none of our business Truth be told, I just want you around Think the hundred and forty-four thousand's enough. The twelve tribes better keep multiplying, cause this world is corrupt. If the meek shall inherit the earth, and let's suppose that they did, I don't really even see what's left to inherit up in this bitch. That's why this whole system just gotta go. Gotta unplug from the matrix and rewrite the whole scenario. Since we all reap what we sow, I suspect it's best to help each other grow. Fuck them if they go, no cause they panic with my manic flow. God damn it, Lord, forgive me, but I had it with satanic folk. Having all the money, power, now it's time to take control. Even though I know the gold is Silver never save the soul. If you want out the ghetto, then let's go. It's me versus me in a battle to the death. And I'm killing everybody till there ain't nobody left. Yes, I against I. And this I must confess. I've wasted enough time, and that's why until my last breath, I can keep room in my heart for the wicked. Cause I ain't got no time left to fuck around now. And what you've done, see, it's none of our business. Truth be told, I just want you around. I just want you around me, yeah, yeah. I don't care what you've done, nah, I just want you around, I just want you around, I just want you around me, I don't care what you've done, I just want you around, I just want you around me. All right. That was Room in the Heart, the Room in My Heart, right from the bottom of their album we've been discussing. And uh, I think that the uh, the general theme of that song, it's it's just such a good, I, I love it. it. It talks about like um, uh, forgiveness for people um, who do what they have to to survive, like they to get by. And, and he says something about, and I don't have this one written down, but like, but I can do mine without the 32 snub nose revolver. Like, I, I'm not judging because of how you survive. I'm not judging you how to, you survive. Well, you had to yeah. do to survive. And, and, uh, but 
it's not my way, you know? Yeah. And also recognizing that, you know, in this system that we're in, people are surviving on a very different playing field than other people are surviving. And so he's sort of being empathetic to that. Yeah. You know, like the extreme ways of living. Yeah, um, absolutely. For those that are really like cast down and and struggling. Um so I'll just give I'll just do a quote. Um humble because there's reasons and choices made out for everyone. We chose this path ourselves and ain't leaving until the job is done. It don't really matter where you're from, rich, fat, middle class, or just a fucking bum. I got love for everybody under the sun. Yeah. That really sums up a lot of his yeah. A lot of his sort of uh message thus far, I feel like. Um and also saying, yeah, there's reasons and choices made up for everyone we chose this path, like and and still having love for everybody and understanding of that and empathetic to to how we each live our lives. Well, in what you've done, it ain't none of my business, <laughs> truth be told. But I just want you around. Like Yeah, it's a really I mean, open hearted, like an empathetic way of way of looking at things. Um I like the word wicked that he uses too. It's not evil. Yeah. You know, it's not it's it's a little um a little more human, I guess. Um yeah. He's yeah, since we all reap re- what we sow, I suspect we do uh, uh, uh I suspect it's best to help each other grow. Yeah. You know, it's like uh Oh, I, I liked that line a lot too. I just thought it was a cool cool line. Oh, that's is that the same line where he says this whole system's got to go? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot we can we can unpack on that song. Um, and uh, you want to talk a little bit about the end of the song before we move on? Like, yeah, I thought it was really cool how it like it just kind of the song doesn't end right away. It kind of just dies, and it kind of has this like kind of fun change into the song, and it's a lot of tromb- trombone, and it's kind of that um, slow reggae rock kind of feel. And I think that um, when people would tra- identify who forbot what. Who from the bottom is is a band from a musical style. A lot of people are like, well, it's it's like hip hop, but it's reggae, and then blues. It's like blues all at the same time. <laughs> Experimental. And it's, it's kind of, Tom Waits. Yeah, and it's, John the Revelator, like that kind of. St- they they're doing Randy Newman. He's doing it all. And so I think that that's kind of a little bit of their their reggae popping out there, but also it's just kind of a, a fun way to end the song. I just I thought it was uh, a good choice on on how to how to write that and. Yeah, they do. They do that same sort of feel change live, um, and it's always really powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to pull off a when you're when you're. It's like a train rolling, you know, like with that kind of a song where it's all really powerful and fast, and it's got that wah 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 like the trombone. So that was a terrible impression of of Mitch. I didn't mean for that to be offensive. Um, and uh, and then to just grind to this sort of like boom halt, and then just sort of it's feel, like a train. Feel yeah. it out. Yeah, feel like it out for the rest of it. Um, so we gotta halt. we gotta sort of start wrapping this up. I have I literally have we could talk hours four, four pages of notes <laughs> on this record. So I'm trying to like just hit on the on the points that uh and and pull the quotes that like anyway I'm trying I'm trying to be mindful of time, but it's definitely there's there's just so like the more I listen the the more I'm just kind of blown away by it. Um, so body and mind. Uh, it's kind of an interme- intermission style song, is what I called it. it. It's like a well, there's no, s- there's no. And I say intermission in it. because it's it's uh, instrumental first, and then there's uh, some audio recordings going over it, and it's Which just I think kind I of found. a. Found. What's that? I think I found what that was. Oh, what was it? Do you but I'm Im- I'm worried it's not going to be what that was. So I was trying to pull quotes. There's there's somebody talking the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's not Dennis. And uh, one of the quotes I was able to pull, uh, I think it was. 
if you can shook your identity from your body and mind, um, and I know that that's weird English, but I wasn't sure if it was shake or shook. It sounds like he's saying shook. If you can shook your identity from your body and mind to the source of your soul consciousness, the root of all pain and sorrow should release. So I kept trying to Google that quote. Um, and he talks about ego being evil and sort of separating your yourself from your body. And all yeah. Um, I think I found on Google Books, it's a, it's a, um, I don't want to butcher this guy's name, but he's kind of like a Gandhi type. His name's um, Acharya Dr. Kintamari Sarananda. And it's called Journey Beyond a Non-Dual Approach. And it's it's sort of, um, it reminds me of like the prophet. Like it's 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 just sort of a spiritual text. Um, anyway, I, I don't want to dive, I didn't dive too deep into it because I was like, if this isn't what he used, I don't want to go on this right. tangent. Um, so I wish we'd asked him about it in the, in yeah, the interview and gone, Hey, where did this come from? Cause the, there's, there's audio at the very end of the record too, that I was trying so hard to find. And I just kind of gave up and went, you know, it doesn't really matter where this came from. It's, it's, it's sort of pulling in like these different sort of consciousnesses and, and kind of global, yeah, idea of, of, uh, spirituality and, su and supporting that. Um, and then did you want to say anything about more what about that one? Sorry. No, I was going to say that that's kind of what Jen ties right into the next song, which is Here We Are. Here We Are. Here um, We Are. It's the yeah. second to last track. Um, this, again, struck me as sort of a personal perspective. I, I know things you don't want to know. I've gone places you don't want to go. Um, relating to the global idea of here we all are again. Here we all are. Here we all are. And then he's going to his personal perspective and then getting back to the global. Yeah. Um, and then I have to say, like, it's the f one of the first sound bites that I recognize because he has Jimi Hendrix in here talking. Yeah, I got that one, too. Um, he has a, a badass uh, guitar tone in the end that sounds very of that, like, 60s. Um, that sort of uh, warm, psychedelic. I can't talk about much about guitar tone because I sound kind of silly, but... I think you're um, spot on. Yeah, so he uses the quote, it's the last... Uh, line of Jimi Hendrix's um, Are You Experienced, the song. Um, and he says, not necessarily stoned, but beautiful. Because <laughs> um, he's sort of talk singing at the end, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. So I pulled, um, so that, the line he pulled is the last line of Are You Experienced, but I pulled out a chunk of that, um, the lyrics from Are You Experienced, because I think it kind of, there's a reason he chose that song. Um, so I think it's the second verse in Are You Experienced? It's Are You Experienced? Have you ever been experienced? Well, I have. I know, I know. You'll probably scream and cry that your little world won't let you go. But who in your measly little world are trying to prove that you're made out of gold and can't be sold? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll like let that sit, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to over-explain that that fits in with what 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 we're yeah what we're exploring here um and, and it's about helping each other and growing together is is what this song is about and saying saying there's an alternate way you know you'll probably scream and cry that your little world won't let you go yeah um but no one in your world's trying to prove that you're made of gold you know yeah he says uh they're not looking out for you basically that's they're not <laughs> they're not seeing you as as unique or whatever and I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting. I'd never really examined the lyrics of that song before. Are you experienced? And thought, oh wow, he is kind of talking about let's let's escape this kind of escapism. Like there can be a better way. 
and you're just stuck in the way that you're in and stuck in this sort of routine and maybe afraid to look at a change, but it's not too crazy of a change and you don't have to be stuck on, you know, what you're used to just because you're used to it. You can examine it. You can examine the status quo, like like I said before. Yeah. Which I think this record is constantly doing. Um, and then we get into the last track. Uh, <laughs> Sadly. I feel like I'm breezing through these, but like, sorry, I just, uh, I don't want to make this so long that, that uh, it's too long. So the last song is um, "All Knowing," which you you really love that song. I, I, I when song. when I heard the song on the album, I I had heard it before, but I I couldn't have told you what it was called, and I didn't know any of the words from it. It was not necessarily one of the songs that um, is one of those ones like earlier in the album that I just gush all about and and tell you how much I love it and where my personal connection to it is and whatnot. But um, it, it's a it's a it's a great tune, and it's, it's, it's something um, I I remember from them doing it live. Um, and uh, it's sort of still it's it's a good sort of cap, like it, it's it's an ending without being an ending because he's asking a lot of questions. I had it as the resolution of the album. It's a resolution, but it leaves it open. Too. Right. It's not like we're done here. You know, it's 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 leading into you know what's really going on, what the point was, what we're all doing here. I'm kind of pulling his words. Um, it's how memories were made, it's the love we gave, and it's time to change. So he's sort of reflecting and also looking forward in this yeah. last song. It's such a perfect last song. It's like he wrote it to be the last song of a record. Is it you kind know, of like the let's go out and do it now? Like we, we've we've discussed all of these we're all things. Knowing now, how yeah. it is. I I've 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 been the, the son of the preacher man and taught you all everything yeah. about how this all works and the, the themes the of truth. the whole album and mm -hmm. then now it's like now let's go and do this and, and take over this this world and, and achieve this you know, um, utopia, I guess, is, is how you'd describe it. Yeah, he um, he starts with, give me time to know, give me time to know, and then how could you know, how could you know? So it's still kind of, I guess, talking about give me time to know, like sort of allowing for the time to, to find the right truth and all that. And then, um, yeah, it's really reflective um, and also sort of admitting a lot of ignorance is still there. Yeah. Um, and then kind of looking forward. And then um, uh, midway through the song, there's a woman who's, there's a sound bite that we are, that we're, that's brought in. Um, it's a woman talking in what sounds to me, if I were to guess, because I could not find this by just sort of Googling these quotes of what she was saying. Um, if I were to guess, it sounds like she's guiding you through almost like a meditation. And it's, um, she starts with saying, uh, whenever you're going to start to find out who you are, the first thing you need to do is find out what your energy is. Uh -huh. And then she starts going to the energy, um, how to how to do that. Um, but then he sort of keeps cutting back in um, with some sort of stream of consciousness type lyrics. Uh -huh. uh, like he says something about flesh, and no flesh, no bones, body, mind kind of thing. Um, and then she kind of comes back in and he starts to cut up her uh, monologue a little bit. Um, and then the album ends on her saying, um, start to collect all that energy up, bring all that energy to the gold sun and let that just glow for a moment and notice how great it is. And then, <laughs> then it goes into a heartbeat. And then that's the end of the record. Yeah. Yeah. What an incredible <laughs> album. I, I just, I think it's really fun. And, and I, I feel like I've repeated myself a thousand times. I'm just a huge fan of this band. I keep rooting. No, I'm just I'm so stoked that they yeah, have this out. And, and, um, to have it be a concept and to have it executed, I, I think 
it, it's just it's 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 well balanced all the way through, and it has some of my favorite songs. And then we get to look forward to the next album, which will be prequel, is what they're saying it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was excited to hear him say that because I am so you know, stoked. Before we started looking at this album the way that we have the past couple of days, when we first heard it. You know, y- we saw the track list and it's like, okay, so so he left off a few that we know. So, you know, it's like, why why these songs? And then you listen to them together and you go, okay, whether or not he originally wrote these with the intention that they'd all be batched together, which I'm, I'm sh- sure he probably didn't. I'm sure he just was writing songs and having similar themes in his songs because this is a topic that inspires him that he wants to write about and that he's like, I think it's what he thinks he can do to change. I think, and, and I, yeah, help, and I think know? I think that that's naturally what what he wants to write music about. And so a lot of his songs are in that theme, and he was able to sort of weave them together um, into this beginning, middle, end storytelling um, that took on different um, uh, narrators, uh, yeah, and and sort of went through these different um, perspectives and weaved in the same sort of ongoing i can't stop saying the word theme because i need to find a better uh, yeah. synonym for that but so it's it's just a hell of an accomplishment and i i hope i hope everybody listens to it and uh and yeah i'm just it's i was so excited for this album to come out and it's it's better than i imagined they didn't just throw a bunch of their you right. know, hits together and say this is the first from the bottom, which I would have been like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I almost said a bunch s- of garage recordings, I'm but that's literally on what it was. Like, I would have been like, "This is great!" <laughs> like all these, I love all the songs. Great, throw them all together. Let's yeah. do it. Like they could have been, and you know, they chose to be a lot more thoughtful about it. Which is, which is that's him, not you know? Dennis as an artist though. Yeah. He's he's so thoughtful, and everything that he does uh, from a musical standpoint is is on purpose. And there's a reason why he's doing it, and I've always appreciated that. And he's. Uh, he is a, a very, um, uh, I don't want to say emotional cause it makes it sound like he's a softy cause I, I wouldn't say that, but he's a hard on the sleeve kind of guy, hard you know, sleeve, and, yeah. and, and he's, he's not afraid to, to show that emotion to get the, the result, which is putting him pl- himself in the place well, from when he wrote the song. He's definitely w- in one of those, um, it's, I remember when we were at the Starry Plow and, uh, our buddy Adam was there because uh-huh. uh, West Grand Adam Borden Brass was playing, yeah, and um, and they didn't know who from the bottom was, and they were about to close the show, and Adam came up to me, and uh, and I was like, I'm so excited for you to hear this band, and he was like, All right, all right, you know, um, because we've all like been to local shows, you know, of it's, course, it's, it's just like, okay, yeah, I'll check out all the bands, like I'm sure they're all great, and it's like sometimes there's gems in there, and sometimes you're just sitting through a set where you're like. Fuck, I want to go but smoke I'm a cigarette. But I'm definitely going to leave before their set <laughs> is over. Because I'm trying um, to get home before 2 o'clock. And yeah, one song in, Adam turns to me and he goes, that's a one, he said something like, that's a one in a million voice. That's the first thing he said. And then, yeah, he was talking about um, just how they, he's like, they have the thing. They have it. Yeah. Basically. And not, you know, not that anyone's like to say all of that, but it's just like, I feel like people see that right away with these guys. It's like, they're not, and, and by it, I, I don't mean like, it girl, you know, that kind of thing. What right. I mean is like when you see them, especially as another as a fellow musician, you look at it and you go, That's completely raw and it's completely genuine. All of it. Everything that's happening up there. Like it's not it's not forced. It's not tr- we're trying to be uh this kind of band. We're trying to be this. Right. We're trying we're this dressing like we this. Are. You know, it's like this is what the fuck we're doing. Like <laughs> this is 
here we are. Well, and they're overachieving despite being from the bottom. You know, like that. That's like the theme of their <laughs> band. So like, yeah. it's it's they they show up and and Dennis has improved his gear, but he used to show up with a shitty guitar and a shitty amp. And <laughs> I love you, Dennis, but uh, and, and and you no, know, I think he that's would, a huge part and, of and it. And he would just show up and he would play, and it'd be like you didn't even tune your guitar, but somehow you made it work, and it just sounds incredible. And and uh, they're um, somebody that. If you saw them setting up, and Stu and I talked about this at that Steam Sorry Plow show, it was like, you saw them setting up, you would think, okay, what is this band going to be? Yeah. And, and you would never <laughs> guess in a million years that they're going to be just this, uh, I don't know, I, I'm just fanboying about them at this point. Oh, but me too. I, just, I, just, I was I so worried, I'm like, oh, I'll do this podcast, but I'm just going to fangirl yeah, the Yeah, they're never going to look at me the same. It's going to be embarrassed. <laughs> but it's, well, yeah, and I, I, I hope they... Um, I hope I hope we did them justice. Uh, well, this is our part of helping them didn't grow. Didn't go you too know? off topic and uh, didn't dig dig too deeply in in the wrong areas. You know, I, I I this was really. I mean, you you heard from from Dennis's sort of voice himself of like some actual facts about how this album was made, and then we sort of dove in a different way. But I I I I'm always curious to hear as a songwriter myself, like what what impression um, my songs are giving on people. And, and, right. and I've, I've had people come and be like, hey, uh, your song's stumbling or whatever. Makes me think of this. And I'm just like, even if it's wrong, I'm just like, well, cool. It's cool that you could pull something from yeah, from anything. If your I music make. does something for somebody, regardless if, if it's you can what relate you intended. To it, yeah, or, or you can pull some meaning from it. Like that's that's bare minimum of, of, of what I intended. And that's great, you know? Yeah. Even if it's, you know, it's... A, a little different from what I had intended in the beginning. It doesn't really, you know, matter as much. Um, all right. So thank you, uh, Dennis. Thank you, Mitch, TJ, and Clint uh, for letting us uh, use these songs and talk about them. And uh, everybody, please go listen uh, to the record. And hopefully when this is all lifted and, and we're back to uh, our beautiful community being able to be together, we can have like a real big celebration of absolutely a lot of things. There's going to be a lot to celebrate. Um, but I think uh, when we get back together celebrating, this will be, hopefully we can do a, do another show that'll, that'll celebrate this. Cause it's a huge accomplishment and they, they deserve that celebration. Absolutely. Like, can you imagine like our CD release or album release, like getting, getting pushed? Oh, oh yeah. It's just it's, so it's heartbreaking rough. to like have this, thing that's taken them especially it's taken them 17 yeah, years or four years i thought it was funny when he said it's been four years and i said it's feel like it's been a lot longer than four it's years because <laughs> it's it's just it's been a long time and, yeah. and and to get there and to not be able to release it um we just wanted to do whatever we could to get people to listen to it because i just this is important and it's important for us um as a musician community to, to support each other and to and yeah. to help um you know we have a albeit small fan base but we want to take our fan base and make them from the bottoms fan base and 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 that's how we grow this this whole music scene uh yeah. together and it's uh different regions getting together and playing and we could always be playing shows together we could always be booking shows together yeah. we could always be helping each other promote each other's shows and it's constant content for us as a band that's where it benefits us but it really benefits this community and i think that it's a beautiful thing to get on a bill with bands that you love and you have that that community with already that it just makes yeah. it that much more special and i yeah, just hope well that that's this is a small part of that and and we can continue to do this through the shutdown and then when we do get released and we're able to go out and have shows again man can you imagine how tight we'll be well that's what i'm thinking um 
Well, it's it's interesting because this podcast started um, as as Stuart wanting to say, hey, like, you know, we listen to a lot of uh, bands that we're obsessed with and think are amazing, especially as other musicians. We're like, this this band needs to be listened to. So like, let's let's have a platform to talk about them and like get that out. And it was like the go and Chris Casper and Christopher Denny and and Ash and uh, now a little more famous, but Liz Cooper and the Stampede. And it started with these bands that we didn't personally know, right? Um, but that we were trying to sort of spread the word on, just just because we genuinely loved what they were doing. And we're right. like, these should these guys should be heard. People like I would show people, you know, the Red Walls and be like, aren't they amazing? Don't they sound like the fucking Beatles? And people were like, yeah. But they haven't heard of them because they're not on the that you know Ariana Grande fucking platform, and they're not <laughs> they're not going to be at the fucking throw. Grammys. <laughs> no, no shame on Ariana; she's incredible. But the the stages are different, you yeah. know. And it's like we we, it's just it's just the world we're in right now where there's there's genres that get a lot more attention. And that's fine. Um, it's way more for such a select few people exposure that is. Yeah, and, and uh, it's 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 a lot of yeah. Um, no shame on pop music; we need it. It's great. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so much that that's also kind of you know, just under the wings and it's like, I think, I think we can bring this to the front. And, and so now recently, you know, Stuart and I realized, or Stuart, his idea, it's like, oh, we should, we should be also talking to local bands too. And, um, and doing as much as we can for local bands that we are just genuinely, we like as people, that's huge. Right. Cause I have some local bands where I like see them and I'm just like, damn, they're amazing. And then they're kind of dicks. And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how to help you now. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's like, it's good for our community and it's, it's, you know, we're able to talk about something that we're excited about right. genuinely from our, from our community, uh, music scene, which is so exciting. Like some of the bands that are coming out of our music scene and right. it's, we're proud to be a part of it. So keep doing your live stream guys. It's great. Yeah. It's been fun to jump in the comments of these live streams that have been going on and and just saying hi and, 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 you know, suggesting a song or. Yeah. I've been trying to jump on everybody's live stream, but there's so, there's so many, but I think it's, I think, uh, I, again, I think it's an adorable reaction that humans are having to being isolated. It's like, okay, I, I want to do a, I'm going to do a live stream and play some music and hopefully people watch. And then a bunch of people watch and yeah. everyone is supportive and it's, um, it's really cute. Uh, so I think, um, so yeah, thanks from the bottom. I think we'll get into a little bit of, uh, like there's not a lot of radio keys news. Um, but we always end the show with radio keys news and we're usually like, here's all our shows. Come play this show. Up. Come watch the show. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. We still like in these times we've, I'm still very much on the side of good news. Like there is definitely good news out there and we're creating our own sort of ways to be creative and productive and just have things on our schedule. Cause I think having things on your schedule is Absolutely. what keeps you feeling the most normal. Um, like I've even scheduled some like just FaceTime dates with certain friends. It's like, we're going to FaceTime on Friday nights. We're going to FaceTime on Tuesday. Like it just, it puts something on your radar and, create something around your week that like keeps you a little sane. Um, so what we've been doing is, uh, so Stuart and Alante are isolated and then me and Tom are isolated, uh, which is sort of lucky. I don't know a lot of four people bands where two of them live together and the other two live together. So that's kind of a uh, lucky, I think. Um, so we've been doing some recordings. Uh, we, we aren't feeling, um, because we're recording them remote, we're we're feeling more like as opposed to trying to record new music of ours, 
which would be kind of hard to do because a lot of the songs are new songs. Um, we're still kind of feeling out together as a band. So to, to record those remotely, we didn't really think was the right idea. But we said, you know, hey, we've been doing a lot of cover songs for years. Um, it'd be fun to learn some new cover songs and just record those sort of low pressure remotely. Um, so we've been taking some requests and it's all over our Instagram. So if you, if yeah. you want to request a song, jump on the Instagram and, and, uh, you'll find that post and we're posting some new content, hopefully coming soon. Yeah. And, uh, just, just send out things that you think that we would sound good. Yeah. With. We, we've decided we're going to try to release, uh, one a week, just really kind of casually i guess um and the first one should be coming pretty soon we don't have yeah, an exact first date one's yet coming soon and uh it's one we've i believe it's one that we play live a lot yeah um so you it's already kind of fresh in your in your brain um we've been playing it live the last couple of years i think um anyway not we won't give too many hints um look out on the instagram and we'll tell you when, <laughs> we're, when it's released <laughs> Tom's Instagram. Uh, plug, 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 plug. Um, and then yeah, uh, I, I just personally, on a personal note, um, the, the past three weeks have been pretty up and down for me, but I've not felt creative. I haven't felt like I can sit and write a song. I haven't felt like I can sit and paint. I've just, I haven't. My dad said it best. He's a painter. He said, you know, I, I have all this time and I'd like to paint, but I kind of require a bit of joy to paint. Um, and in this sort of state that we're in it's a little hard to find that sort of i don't know uh feeling. catalyst yeah joy um just a little hint of joy like you said and uh so i've been felt feeling sort of paralyzed um it's been fun to learn cover songs and record cover songs but as far as writing like i've just been dry like i can't do it and then three weeks into it day 20 finally um i got up at like seven in the morning and uh you were asleep and it was like shit weather it was like pouring rain yeah. which was great and uh we ha we live in the oakland hills and you can kind of just see all the eucalyptus trees just like swaying around and like it's it's i don't know it was very peaceful and i was able to sit and i took um i took a lyric that i started writing about a year ago and built a whole song off of that and wrote a song and that felt like a huge accomplishment in you know I mean, I see a lot of people over the last three weeks are like, I'm getting all this shit accomplished. And it's like, that's fucking awesome, man. But I felt paralyzed. <laughs> so it was it was really inspiring. I inspired myself that I was like, OK, I still I can still do this even in this very strange reality. Like I can still pull this out. And. Um, yeah. So that was just a personal note. Um, and I guess that's Radio Q's news. I, I Stuart does like the song, so we might uh, we might be able to do something with it. Um, you have to play it for me first. Yeah, you haven't heard it yet. I haven't huh? heard it at all yeah, yet. I, which I've is funny because we live together. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was fast asleep when you were writing it, and then Stu was like, "Hey, I like that song you wrote." I'm like, what song? I haven't heard this at all. And uh, but I knew you were working on something because the way you were um, listening and writing and listening, and that's your process. So. Well, I'm yeah. I was listening and I was writing and I was playing. I was listening. I was writing and rewriting. Um, and then I kind of got it right, and then I recorded it a few times, and then sent that. When I found that I had the best recording, I sent that to Stuart. But it's hard to like play a song, like perform a song in front of you for the yeah. first time. I don't know, or no, anybody, anybody, because you're like still figuring it out, and it's just a little like, I don't know. But yeah, we can uh, we can do that. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to play it for you. Um, any other radio keys news? We um, we're not going to say anything as far as show cancellations because it's it's just you know one day at a time here. 
Um, I think we all know what shows are getting canceled as they're getting canceled because the the time frame is changing every single couple of weeks. So yeah, and we're just gonna hopefully be announcing shows sometime in the, in the near future. Is what, what I'm just hoping for. It'd be, yeah. it'd be great to get out there and play again. So we can't wait to see you again. Yeah, for now it's it's nice to be recording the covers and um and I I wasn't setting myself up like I said to do a lot of writing because it's such a w- weird time to be inspired but I think uh, this was hopeful and maybe we can do some writing and yes 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 me and Stuart can go back and forth with some writing and uh, we need a new album I yeah I still have some <laughs> some footage I'd like to cut up for uh, for some type of video so 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 we're we're trying to work and and we uh we hope that wherever you are and whoever you are um you're taking care of yourself and supporting your loved ones and calling people and staying connected and uh and if you're not being creative or productive that's fucking great that's fine like just deal with this however you need to honestly <laughs> like everyone's different um you know we're all we're all going to get through this yep together and in the meantime in the meantime uh listen to from the bottoms album uh because it's fucking incredible and uh, we'll keep searching for that sweet, sweet
tan fuertes que 